Welcome to episode 257 of AKA Pad's Audio Audacity Podcast. I am AKA Pad. I am Peter Anthony DeLuca. I am your boy. I am your host. And I am ready to go. We're still in our Terminator block. We're making our way through every single one of the Terminator movies. We're going to hit a couple roadblocks and then we're going to get into a giant block of Star Wars leading into Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. The end of the Skywalker saga. How are they going to wrap it up? I don't know. I haven't been that into a series wrapping up since Lost. And since Lost, it was since Avengers Endgame. Both were hugely disappointing. But we're talking Terminator, Salvation, Machinima, Direct-to-Video, Web Release, Computer Animated Prequel or Sequel or In-Between Thing Between Terminator 2 or Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines and Terminator Salvation. This is the bridge. It's not so much of a bridge, but let's get into it. Let's discuss it right here, right now, on AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. Uh, everyone, I developed a little bit of the sniffles. Uh, last, yes, yesterday was so brutal at the 9 to 5, and I, I do a lot of things leading into the 9 to 5. And I needed to come back here and rest. And I usually reserve Monday nights for my Peter rest night i couldn't do it monday because i actually had to work out i didn't work out this weekend so i said let me just do it on tuesday and then tuesday became a concert night i needed to sleep and recover because i could feel like the sniffles and this clogginess Uh, you you hear it in my voice right now i felt it coming on and well anyway I didn't sleep much last night. I didn't sleep much leading into yesterday. So that's almost like two days now. But I'm rocking and rolling. I'm still drawing, working on the comic book every single day. It's going to be on Indiegogo. It's going to be hashtag lit. And I'm still, still obsessed with the Terminator series. And the funny thing is, though, I was talking with a, a friend of mine. And he he's a, he's a complete film snob to the point of he doesn't, like watch movies anymore (laughs) he just doesn't he cannot um take himself away from like he can't get out of his own head to enjoy a a movie and he he actually believes now sit down sit down I, i know you're sitting down i know you're sitting down most people sit down when they listen to me shout out to all my new uh listeners because just the traffic's been spiking and i thank you but get this get this he believes that there's there's nothing to take away from a Terminator movie. You know, he'd rather watch something else. Like, that's a uh, direct quote. Which is very, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm very much... Sorry about that. I had to double-check my uh, some of my setup here. I didn't feel like my audio was coming in strong enough. But the, but the overall boy, point, it's like, I, I it, this is, it, it's a window. You know, like when I have these conversations with some some of my friends, it's an absolute window and it's a definition to why I do this podcast. Because I feel like there needs to be a perspective and a, a, a like almost like an admiration, like almost like where I'm coming from. It needs to be documented for a lot of these movies uh, coming out and, and how they're coming out and what's surrounding the movie. And then, like, what what the movie, like, what's happening within the movie itself. And so often, I never, uh, I never have discussions with, with people to to the meat of the movie, to actually what happens inside the movie. 
they have these ideas and 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 that's as far as the deconstruction that's as far as they're willing to put themselves out there uh, and tell you how they feel about the movie and tell you what they see within the movie and 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 in some way uh you know we, we get like feeling uh mixed with quality and, and quality and feeling have nothing to do with one another and the interesting thing though is like when it intersects and when it intersects it, it's usually only for the good people don't understand it, it can happen for the bad and these other reasons but that's never documented you know like when 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 quality and feeling intersect when when we see some of these movies uh it becomes something else you know and i think like even something like avengers endgame there was a feeling about that movie before anyone saw it and it, you know, like, and every single single review, every single discussion, every single analysis of that movie when it came out was immediately corrupted because it kind of bled through social media and and it bled through YouTube, and it, like, I and I kind of feel like people today adopt the, the thinking and uh, almost like the brain wave, like the the brain pattern of some of these reviewers. And they themselves become these like Twitter personalities, but they're not on Twitter. They're in the real life because they, you know, like they're not good with social media and they're trying to be divisive or insightful and, and almost like be clickbaity themselves, but only to the people they know because, you know, uh, it, maybe they're they're searching for a level of, of acceptance or not getting someplace else in the world. And I really feel like when people come in low ball and low energy, you know, with like what they feel and if they think something's good or if they enjoyed something within TV, film, music, so on and so forth, uh, you know, I, that's where I think they're coming from, especially today, because the previous generation, uh, the movies that uh, were passable and were OK and, and middle of the road gremlins robocop goonies who framed roger rabbit uh even batman returns you know today wouldn't even last it they wouldn't you know and people were way more tolerable and expressive about those types of movies uh, movies that were high concept great fun but they they had to be middle of the road because they kind of go all in on the concept and when you go all in on the concept what suffers developing the characters uh you know the drama you know uh having a complete three-act movie having a uh, a good resolution or maybe like a good middle a lot of those movies do not have good middles believe it or not they have great beginnings and they have endings that kind of stick with you um, good middles are very very tough to get and that you know that's william fred fredkin talking that's a guy who directed the exorcist and the French Connection, two of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, so we're talking Terminator, we're talking Machinima series. I, I, I may have been calling it uh, Machima, whatever. I hate pronouncing that word. <laughs> I really do. So this is a story, okay? It's pretty much billed as it's, it's an in-between story between Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Terminator Salvation. And I think it's it's effective in setting up the world of Terminator Salvation. Now, quick side note. These animated uh, genre, usually sci-fi movie, uh, like, 
they're, they're they're like they're not animated sequels. They're they're like animated side stories, but they accompany these movies. And you know we have this, and this got a you know like a home video release. It got you know because it's pretty much an, you know like an hour plus long. But what complements this? Like what? This wasn't the first time this was done. This sorry, getting a little bit of a brain fart. That's what I'm getting. I'm trying to get to other examples of this. So, uh, Dark Fury was the Chronicles of Riddick, uh, in between between uh, Chronicles of Riddick and Pitch Black. The, you know, they had a director video, direct anime, uh, directed by Peter Chung, the guy who did Aeon Flux. You know, he they got him. He did like a 30, 45 minute. Uh, I, I don't remember that being of quality. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the, we had the Animatrix between the Matrix and Matrix Reloaded. And it's it's a pretty sizable list. You know, like we, we've done this even with Halo. We've done it with, um, I, I think there's there's another one called like Dante's Inferno. I forget what game uh, that was connected to. Oh, 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 Dead Space. You know, we, we had this like in between like anime that was between the two video games when when that game caught fire so the, the, this is a it's a method to introduce the audience to like some of the ideas within the movie so they get excited and, and you know like they need to make it of value so you know here we go you know like we have to have a story we have to have a character we have to have uh, we can't spend too much money on it because you know we know it's not going to make a, a ton of cash, but but it needs to be of a certain quality. It needs to be valuable, so we need to tell a story that connects. And this is where we are now. I'll say this: you have to remove yourself from the time this was made. This is early mocap. This is early motion capture. This is early likeness. Uh, you know when it comes to CGI faces. So, like, what what are we then? Like, what is this? Why do we watch it? Why do we care? Well, because it is a part of the Terminator, like, franchise. It, it's a part of the, the 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 mythology and the story within Salvation. And Terminator Salvation gets so much credit at this point because it really tried to do something different. And it was it was right after the bombs go off. So the bombs go off. And we fast forward a little bit, a little bit. John Connor is fully grown up, but they're in this uh, very post-apocalyptic world, and now they're being hunted by these machines. Now we don't, you know, we all know where these machines came from, but they're there. And Terminator Salvation also expanded on the idea of the machines that they would have different form, different function. Uh, this series also does it. We have lots of drones. We have a lot of the hunter killer. We see the T eight hundred in full action at the end of this, which is kind of cool. So, what's the story? Well, Moon Bloodgood, that's the girl's name. She's a pilot. She's one of the girls that are in. Uh, she's with Marcus Saint Worthington. She's in Terminator Salvation. Her character and her voice are the focus of this and she's essentially like John Connor the, the way that they use John Connor salvation they use her character the same way and look for you third realm third wave feminists out there you feminists you progressives you leftists this is a female driven event now like establishing women deeper into the Terminator mythos so again the people who flipped out over dark fate and I was one of them 
uh, and I had to remind myself of, of, of some of the history. And, and that's a little, one of the things that unfolded is Terminator Dark Fate may not be as woke as I thought it was because this is a full attempt to crank up the Moon Blood Good character. Okay, she is tough, she's a pilot, she can do many things, and she's the one, <laughs> story wise, uh, gets the signal to the human resistance. And the machines in Terminator Salvation use a signal that uh, they, oh, excuse me, that's my phone. Uh, they, they do a gotcha with the humans. And, and the gotcha with, with the humans is essentially, they make the humans think that they uh, can be controlled through this frequency. So they let the humans have, a, you know, like a couple breadcrumbs and the humans go for like a full strike against the machines and the machines set like a big ambush. That's one of the best revelations in any of the Terminator movies, by the way. And this is the uh, the origin and the discovery of that signal. Now, this really didn't pick up for me until episode four, where you're you're embedded in the narrative, you're embedded in in our female protagonist here, and there's a struggle, and we have a like a new male male character. Uh, I, the entire time, I was thinking he was John Connor. He's not John Connor. He's just a hacker that figured out that the machines speak to one another, which is something we would get. Like, you know, like that story would eventually have to be told. And just watching this, you know, look, it's an hour of your time. It's available on YouTube. It is well worth the time to put into this. You know, take an hour and watch this, then watch Terminator Salvation. Make it like a three-hour opus. This story would have to have been told, and it's interesting that they that, that they did this because... The entire time, I'm not thinking anyone's going to die, and and you know, like except for like blood gold, which is why it's always an issue going backwards. You know, we kind of saw this with Solo. Uh, I think some of the anticipation for Solo was at a low because the anticipation couldn't be high because we kind of knew that you know, like Solo is not really at risk. Han Solo is not going to be at, you know, he's not going to die in this movie. Oh, the movie has Lando and Chewie. Well, they're not going to die either. So, yeah, like, three of our main characters are not going to die. Any other character that dies isn't on screen long enough for us to fully care about. That That's one of the reasons, reasons why Solo didn't hit on the narrative level. They were, they had their backs up against the wall the entire time making Solo. And, they, and, and then it became a little bit woke. But anyway. And it destroyed the movie. Uh, I, w I believe, uh, I'm not saying Terminator Dark Fate doesn't have woke aspects, but just the hint of it was enough to drive people away. And I, people don't like to be preached to. Uh, I think this this level, this level of female character, female introduction, female toughness is perfect. And, and it, it's it, just watching this and then having everything from Term Terminator Salvation still in my head, made me more upset that they didn't stick with the original Terminator Salvation ending and didn't go with Terminator Salvation 2 because they had the world set up and they had the footwork and they did the right things. They did all the right things to get this franchise back on its feet. And we, you know, we got, yeah, we got an ending that was leaked to the internet. Uh, the, the internet's first casualty, second casualty major casualty would be like wolverine uh x-men origins you know when that leaked that completely 
to like destroy any surprise factor that film had or any revelation. I think some of the revelations and origins would have hit uh, if 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 they weren't leaked. I really do. Uh, but anyway, this this is just fun. It's it's an hour. I like some of the machine action now. Look, we're, but keep in mind, we have to put as I said before, we have to keep uh, this in context. This is essentially video game cutscenes that were made and rendered into a movie. So we're not getting full animation. We're not getting a full exploration of you know what they can do with with, with animation at the time. This is. You know, I can kind of see it. You know, like they had things set up for the video game, and they were like, "Let's just keep going and and get this done too." And I think it worked. I really do think it worked. And originally, I thought this was all the video game cutscenes because the first two episodes, like, there's almost like gaps, and and or like the action just seems a little bit sudden and rushed, and the action's quite not there. These episodes get better as they march along, as as any as any uh, peri- uh, periodical, any serialized type entertainment should. should get better as it marches on. But this this is worth watching. It's f- for free on YouTube. Go check it out. It's Terminator Machina or Terminator Salvation Machina and rock and roll. So here here's our next two episodes. We're, we are doing, we are discussing the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I'm not going to be doing like a full analysis or discussion of that of what the arcs are but i've seen enough of it to talk to you about it which is important because this is like we're going back to 2009 okay and the one thing to consider is we had salvation we had a web series and then we had a live action tv show you know 2009 and 2010 really were the the the, the years of the terminator and to to think about it think about if the Sarah Connor Chronicles went further than two seasons, and this movie got a sequel. We would have had uh, two different like <laughs> threads of the Terminator saga going at the same time. And believe it or not, that's a template right now being used by Star Wars. So there you go. But look, everyone, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pads, Audio Audacity Podcast. This episode went on for way longer. I was going. To, I only wanted this to be like ten minutes. I love talking to you, to all my new listeners. Thank you. Let's rock and roll. And find me on Twitter at AKA Pads. We can, we can, uh, can I say that? We can can continue the discussion there. I'm sorry. I'm still fogged up. Until next time. I love you.